Do you want to get cozy too? I do not need a blanket. Thank you. Are you sure? Um, no, I'm going to get cozy. This is a great couch. Thanks. Thank you for having me to your home. Welcome it's, to my humble abode. It's wonderful. Um, it's so been like a it. minute. It's been two years. I don't think I've seen you since then. Yeah, no. I was trying to think. And then I just re-listened to our episode from two years ago, which came out like mid-December 2019. Mm-hmm. And my... It was very sweet. My, my thought was like, these kids have no idea what's coming for 2020. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to go back and listen to it. And halfway through, I was like, yikes, I don't I don't want to be associated with this girl anymore. We were very like optimistic and like sure. stars in our eyes. Um, I love that for us. I love that for us too. <laughs> but I was just talking about how today is one of those days where like I woke up, I went to the gym, I went to a callback, I had to run home, grab wardrobe for my shoot later today, mm. drive to meet you. Like, Sheesh. and as I'm in the car, they're text like, can you send a selfie so we can put it in the shoot with the, and like, it's just one of those days where it's a manageable amount of busyness mm. where everything's lining up as it should. And it feels good, but I'm a little like scattered at You're the same wired. time. Yeah. Definitely jacked. Um, Definitely jacked. <laughs> but these are the kind of days I like. And we talked a lot on our, our previous episode about how you don't know like what's coming day to day and you kind of have to just, mm, yeah. you know either take advantage of the downtime or make the most of how hectic your schedule can be. Yes. Um, how have, how have you been the last two years? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Obviously it was really slow for a minute there. Yeah. But things have been picking back up recently, but I feel you on getting busy and, and having to carve out that downtime for yourself. Yeah. Definitely a little more conscious about yeah, because you don't have the luxury of like being like, oh, I have this week off. It's like, no. I might. <laughs> yeah. And then things pop up and you could be on a plane in the morning. This is true. I'll but be on a plane tomorrow morning. To where? Oh, yeah, to Hawaii. Going to Maui, yeah. I was trying to figure out how I could tag along. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to come? Yeah. <laughs> Buy the ticket. Take the ride. You, you posted that story that was like looking for a bike boy or something. Yes. And I was like, I could Mail be a rider, bike boy. Mail rider, bike boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, do I need my own bike? Yeah, you'd have to, Yeah. Because I just got this, I got a voucher from United Airlines because I got off a plane. So I have this like oh. big voucher burning a hole in my pocket. And I want to go to Maui because my friend lives there and he's moving back shortly. So I'm I want to go been. visit him. I've never been, but I'm excited to go. I've been to Kauai. Yeah, Kauai is dope. I feel like Hawaii, I always heard about Hawaii because all the California kids go there on vacation because it's the only place that's close and better than California. <laughs> yeah. And then you get there and you're like, ah, this is pretty fucking great. Like, I never want to leave. <laughs> so I don't know nice. why I live here, honestly. I mean, it's a progression. I'm just kidding. I New like Jersey, it California, you'll probably end up in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing there? Um, I'm just going by myself. I've just been wanting to go for a while. But I set up some shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you were going to do a try. The Xterra World Championship. I got off the wait list and everything, and yeah. I was going to sign up. Um, and it's off-roading, so it's like mountain biking and trail running instead of like road r- road riding, road running. <laughs> and ocean swimming, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the race entry fee was kind of expensive. My mountain bike got stolen, and I decided to sign up like two months ago. And so I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I, I want to do it right. I don't want to go over there and, yeah, you know. <clears throat> burnout is it a full length try like the distances uh it's like a mile swim 20 mile mountain bike six mile trail no. run so no no because we need full you mean like, like iron man or whatever tr- iron man is what it's a 2.1 swim, swim marathon and then 112 bike i don't know something gross something like that. crazy Freaks. because if that's off road that's a lot yeah but i think that's more my speed i'm not i like endurance 
but I like off-road stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll backpack all day long. I'll put in 30 miles, but like running. Dude, 30 miles of backpacking? Are you crazy? <laughs> but like running, no. I'll do a mile. <laughs> I'll do a 5K. I crewed and paced um, two of my friend Till's buddies uh, in Steamboat for an 100-mile race. Whoa. And it's, it's, it's something else. A bike race? No, no, no. 100-mile running. Fuck that crazy dude like overnight yeah they have to eat and yeah i don't know when they finish they look like zombies it's a it's a suffer fest it's like the ultimate suffer fest those ultra marathons there's something about it's attractive i just don't like running that much i'm not built for running mm. i'm built for hiking you're a hiker i got big, big legs got these honey hams that just don't i'm sorry don't... did you just say honey hams? <laughs> they are it's the best way to describe <laughs> <That's> them great <laughs> uh. But it seems like you've been training a lot. You're a very active person, as you've always yes. been. And you're always in the water. You're always on a bike. Yes. That's my bike right there. Yeah. I just got it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Trail running, biking a bunch, surfing, skateboarding a little more, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because on the last episode, you were talking about how when you were first trying to get into modeling, you had this potential job and they put you on like a six-month diet. Yeah, and you does. said you were on uh, you were in the best shape of your life, but it was miserable. Yes, I feel like you're in pretty good shape right now. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> do you think you're? Do you think it's a better shape in terms of just your well being and also just your physicality? Yes, my the current shape that I am in is definitely more sustainable. Yeah, and conducive to my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, because you are, you've become this like California grommet. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a title. No, it's a good thing. Yeah. Because like you were that. working on a rebrand and it seems like it worked. <laughs> okay. So my friend Penn said something the other day, me and my friend Allie, her boyfriend Penn, we were talking about how this girl was doing a whole rebrand mm-hmm. for like her brand, like her as a person, yeah. as a brand. And she was doing a rebrand. He was like, you know, I feel like people shouldn't be allowed to rebrand. Like you're not, you know what I mean? I know. The way he said it was so funny. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I'm going to start stop making jokes about rebranding because that's embarrassing. But it seems like you did it because you, you were looking to book more skate and surf stuff. And now, based on your Instagram, that's like all you do. Uh, they're mostly test shoots. I booked a skate shoot with JCPenney for this this month, actually. That's Sick. like the first. JCPenney is such a skate brand. Yeah, you know, it's the it's one of the biggest skate brands <laughs> in the Hawk? world. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that's like honestly one of the first skateboarding jobs I've actually booked and I haven't booked any surf work. Everything I've done so far is test shoots, which I'm cool with, but yeah, it would also be cool to book, you know, Billabong, Rip Curl. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I feel like a lot of those brands have their ambassadors though, that they use for, <laughs> you can drink on mic. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to like gulp into the microphone <laughs> like a sicko. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think those brands, you know, for the actual surfing stuff, they use their pros. Yeah. And then if you shoot with whip curl, it's maybe more like e-com lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Or they use like the pros girlfriends. No shade, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, why not? They have access to them. It's probably a beautiful girl. So why not? But, and then I guess when you see those, like those jobs come up for actual surfers, a lot of times it's Honda or something where it's, you know, you surfing, getting out of the water, loading your board up onto the back of your ridge line or whatever. This is true. I, I actually did do a surf-esque shoot for, what was it, Suzuki or some random car company mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But Because like, they'll be like, we need actual expert level surfers. And then half the time. <laughs> and then all you do is carry the board. It's <laughs> just you 
and we talked about this on the last episode, how it's, they want real surfers because they want someone who knows how to carry a surfboard. Because, uh, yeah, the you know, of it all. the way you put it on your car, the way you handle it, the way you put it under your arm, it looks authentic. And the actual surfers who see that ad aren't going to be like, that guy is a fucking kook. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, like when you see a running ad and somebody's like same arm and same leg. Yeah. Up. Or they're heel striking like crazy. And you're like, oh. Oh, have you ever had a brand tell you to heel strike? Yeah. And I'm always like, I, oh, I'm embarrassed for both of us right now. Maybe like Hoka's stuff with a lot of padding. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They should stop doing that, though. But I see some aggressive heel strikes in ads, and I'm like, who, who was the art director? I've served some aggressive heel strikes <laughs> in ads, and I'm not proud of it. It's okay. We all do it. Mm-mm. I no. feel like I run on my midfoot now. I'm a midfoot runner. Yeah. I'm a midfoot queen. Queen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're still with SLU? Yes. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> yes, I'm still with SLU. Nothing. <laughs> um, have you been branching out? Have you been expanding your agency? I'm signed with Renew Artists now in Hawaii. Oh, cool. But I have to actually be on the island to book. Yeah. Just, you know, small, small hiccup there. <laughs> but I mean, you're going to be there. I am going to be there. But I think I have to be mostly on Oahu. But my, my plan is to go to Oahu for long term. When? Well, I was going to go right before the pandemic. Mm. Like, month of lockdown I was planning to go out there because that's when I originally that's when I'd first signed with them yeah and then obviously I couldn't go and so now I'm trying to go now but you know how they say if you want to book a job like if you want to book a modeling job book a vacation that's exactly what happened like I booked this one-way ticket to Maui and now I have to come back on like the eighth for a job to Texas so your plan is to just book a ticket to Hawaii and never come back I don't know about that. Like, I'll come back eventually because I, you know, I have this apartment. I have, yeah. I have a pet fish. Oh boy! But yeah. <laughs> no fish in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm really tied down here, but, um, but I would. Ju- I just like to go out for a couple months, you know. Yeah. Just let the chips fall where they may. Where they may. I mean, it's a good time. Is it a good time to do it? I feel like there's another lockdown coming. Who knows? I don't know. Yo, don't put that out there. <laughs> Knock on wood. The Omicron variant. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's the new one. Okay. It's the new hotness. It's the new hotness? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you coming up with these things? What? I'm just rebranding. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. <laughs> rebranding the pandemic. Make it stop. I feel like it's rebranding itself. Uh, I love a disease rebrand. <laughs> um, but you got other stuff going on. You said you're studying architecture. I am. How um, so? I'm doing an extension program at UCLA. Cool. For, it's like a certificate of architectural and interior design. Interesting. So it's like a two-year program. You're supposed to take like three to five classes every term, but mm-hmm. that's kind of a lot. So I'm just <laughs> taking like one or two yeah. each term. Is it all online? Yeah, it's all online. Some of them will be in person eventually, which I would love to do because you get to go on field trips. Yeah. Which would be fun. <laughs> so it's an architectural... It's not a degree program, so you no. can't be a licensed architect. No, but I can... Uh, I don't know. Like, well, the thing about that is a lot of firms, they have a certain number of licensed architects who put the stamp on drawings, but all their designers don't have to be licensed. Like mm-hmm. when I worked in theme park design, we had one architect who signed off on all the plans, but the rest of us were just quote unquote designers. Yeah. So it's kind of like a brief overview, to be honest, because obviously if I wanted to be an architect, I'd have to go to school for like eight years or something. Right? Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I'm learning how to use AutoCAD. I'm mm-hmm. you know, learning all the terms and the history and stuff like that yeah and then i'll be able to apply it to a future career mostly in in 
more like m- more <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> likely in interior design yeah more so than architecture but you kind of have to have the overview of both yeah i've always loved our, our interior design because i don't know i geek out whenever i move and i'm setting up a space i was commenting that you've set this up very nicely thank you um it's not just me it's my roommate carlicia too she gets no credit she gets zero credit (laughs) um but yeah it's really and i just i like aesthetic things i like and i get a little ocd about it like Mm. i'll i'll be staring at something like that needs to move two inches to the left to balance it out i feel that but i think there's a niche maybe for more masculine interior designers Mm. i feel like a lot of it's like the wife does the interior design the husband's like whatever honey but like there's a lot of dudes out there who don't know how to necessarily curate a great space for a single guy um so i've always sort of had an inclination towards wanting to explore that professionally never really done it but i think that's cool that you're doing that thanks i think you should do it you have a good aesthetic eye but you'd be great at it i just do it for myself it's one of those things that i want to keep Try not to monetize because mm, I feel like sometimes if you monetize your hobbies, it ruins them. It becomes work. And we talked yeah. about this on the last episode as well. It's like you, you brought up something that I really liked, which was um, have one hobby that keeps you happy, one hobby that keeps you fit and one hobby that makes you money, mm. which I think is a good sort of triangle to create. Do you have that set up right now? Mm, let me think. <clears throat> one that keeps me fit, probably... Mm-hmm. Running, surfing. You have several of those, yeah. I think they're all kind of intertwined now. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like happily also. Yeah. They move in, because you were talking about painting before and how painting at one point made you money and then Mm. you stopped painting and then you were doing it just for yourself. So it made you happy. I haven't painted in so long. Yeah. I started painting a lot during the pandemic. Really? It was the first time I was able to paint uh, abstract compositions. I'm very based in realism when it comes to art but during the pandemic i was just feeling a lot of stuff and i was like this needs to come out so i started painting these really i did this series of like all black acrylic and graphite paintings that were very dark because it was a very dark time good for you it was cool and i just started posting them on instagram and i started selling them like i sold to this woman in geneva switzerland and like it was seriously yeah it's really cool that's so cool good for you and i was like oh my feelings it's okay oh my feelings are being sold and shipped (laughs) away yeah uh, and it was fun to keep me busy during the pandemic, but it was a wild, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild two yeah, years. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. Got a little dark there in the middle. Got, I mean, the beginning was fun and I actually worked a lot during the beginning. I was very lucky. And then work just ground to a halt. Yeah. I was f- not working at all, like fully yeah. unemployment. Yeah, me too. And then I really questioned my career in general and then I st- even when auditions were coming in, I was not really putting my all into them. So even less work was coming through. And mm. it was this sort of vicious cycle that led to me almost leaving this industry entirely. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but then things opened back up, made some changes in my life. And now I'm back. He's back. Back on the, back on the horse. Back. I'm back. Have you seen Harry Potter? No. Oh, what? No. Why are we recording this podcast? We need <laughs> so to be watching Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I missed the books. I was a little too old for the books. And then the movies were just like, eh. I, mean, I don't I've understand seen... what you mean by too old for the books, but. <laughs> like it just wasn't cool when I was, I don't know. I guess I was in college when all the books were coming out and people were waiting in line for them. You were in college when the books were coming out? Some of them. How old are you? Too old. 
<laughs> you scared me to say it on the podcast. Because <laughs> you're 26. Uh, yes, sir. Right? You were 24 last time. Pay my own health insurance now. Oh, that's actually a lie. <laughs> I am not insured. <laughs> me either. I probably it's fine. shouldn't be saying just that. Just don't get hurt. Wait, you're not, you don't have health insurance either? It just ran out from SAG. Whoa. I'll get it back. Whoa. <laughs> we're crazy. Eh, I'm healthy. Okay. <laughs> I drank a lot of milk as a Famous kid. Famous last world. Ew. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> you don't like milk? <laughs> um, I have no, I'm indifferent to milk. I feel like that's a hot topic to bring up. I don't want to talk about the milk industry. <laughs> my friend my friend was at a, a coffee shop in LA and someone was like, can I have some whole milk? And the woman was like, from a cow? Oh. Like the barista just couldn't believe this was ordering cow's milk. Somebody recently told me that like oat milk is the worst thing ever for you that has like canola oil in it. And it's... You're drinking it right now. I brought you some. I know. I noticed <laughs> it on there and I didn't want to not drink it yeah. and insult you. Why is it bad for you? It's I don't just know. Oats. I don't make the, but is it? I don't know. Hmm? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> You're going to drink it. You're going to like it. Okay. <laughs> I am. No, I am going to drink it and like it. Um, something you were talking about how you got into painting during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I got into writing letters. Do you write letters? Um, no. Like no? physical letters? Yeah. Like, to people? Yeah. Like I wax seal them. Sometimes oh, I, I like saw that. spray my perfume on the, wow. on the paper because I'm dramatic as hell. Like to some soldier abroad. <laughs> yeah. in the, the, yes. The precisely. War. Who do you write letters to? That's a very personal question. <laughs> this is a very personal podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Um, whoever writes them to me and like, you know, my friends. When just but if I waited for people friend, to write me letters to write letters, I would never write letters. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. I'll just write letters to my friends if I'm thinking about them. I actually did write a letter during the pandemic um, because my friend told me to. I wrote it to his wife to apologize for taking my clothes off at their wedding. Wow. Yeah. You got fully nude at their wedding? No, I had my boxers on. Okay. What kind of boxers? Boxer briefs. Okay. And it was not at the wedding. It was at the bar after the reception. An important distinction. Very important. (laughs) And... Not to toot my own horn, but like it was a big hit. Was it though? <laughs> yeah. I got DMs from strangers thanking me for. What did you say? Were you just like, you're welcome? I was like, happy to be of service. I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was great. It was um, it was at the bar. I don't know, but I wrote a letter. I wrote a handwritten letter apologizing, and I think it went over well. Oh, that's so nice. I'm yeah. sure it was really funny, and it's something that they'll talk about for years when they look back on their wedding day. You know, like, oh, I remember. Remember that guy who we don't talk to anymore because he took all of his clothes off at our wedding? Yeah, I mean, most of my clothes off. I'm just kidding. I was in a weird place. I just came back from a job in St. Lucia, and then my flight got delayed in Miami, so I went out clubbing with my 21-year-old sister. Pause. What was your job in St. Lucia? It was through SLU. It was um, for this wellness resort called Body Holiday. Oh, cool. Do the resort jobs or where it's at? It was just a week of being at this resort, taking advantage of all the amenities and like modeling them so we got massages and they took photos of us we went sailing they took photos of us mountain biking rock climbing rappelling so you went on vacation and got paid for it on vacation uh came back flew directly to my friend's wedding and was just like high on life wow a little too much i guess came in a little too hot Mm -mm. no regrets what are you gonna do i mean sorry yeah it's fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just for you as my gift to you <laughs> in lieu of a gift <laughs> a little stripper, stripper at the wedding yeah it was a fun wedding i haven't been to a wedding in a minute yeah i feel like they're coming back though yeah they are everybody's getting married nowadays well you're in that first round of weddings you're at that age where everyone's doing the first round and then i'm in this the stage where people are people who have waited i have a friend who's divorced 
but people who are waited are now like getting married. Mm. And then a lot of my friends are having kids, a lot of pandemic babies. Yikes. But I like the idea of writing letters because I feel like this pandemic went on for so long that people lost touch and then sort of gave up on the idea that like when this ends, we'll all, you know, be reunite. And now it's just like, mm, we'll just never be friends again. Because a lot of my friends are scattered across the country because we went to school in New Hampshire and moved everywhere. And we'd always see each other at weddings and certain things we do frequently. Mm-hmm. And those all stopped happening. And it's very hard to keep in touch with people who you're not sharing experiences with, I feel like. Like, yeah. it's hard to call someone and be like, how's your job in San Francisco? Yeah. That I, what do you do again? Like, you Yeah, know? especially when you're at different sta- a different stage in your life. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I feel And that. everyone's, you know, been going through it. I, whenever I have caught up with certain friends... Like the different struggles people have had during this past two years or year and a half or whatever. It's like, oh, like we had a kid during the pandemic and the kid got sick and, you know, the wife who had COVID while she was going. It's just like, whoa, you had a crazy struggle. I had my own struggle. And it's like, of course, we've all just been in our own worlds going through it. Um, But I've made a really concerted effort as we're sort of emerging back to normalcy or whatever that new normal is Mm. to just like really try to build an active social circle especially in our industry it's really easy to feel like an island who you know i see you every couple of years and like we're <laughs> yeah. friends on instagram Let's and not like, wait more than two years next time. i feel like i know what you're up to but like i've been trying to make a, a really concerted effort to like go on hikes with people do the things i can do within the bounds of society right now but in a in a really active and regular way definitely because the loneliness of the pandemic was not good for me. And I'm very like, I can be pretty introverted. Like I was an only child until I was 13. So I'm okay on my own. And I like to recharge on my own. But when that goes too far to the, to the extreme end of the like loneliness spectrum, it does not mm. bode well for me. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure that, I don't know, I reach out to people and stay in touch with people as much as possible. Yeah, I feel that. I've really been getting into my hobbies lately like biking yeah and most of them are active so it's it's kind of fun when you have a friend who's also into that yeah and then you can stay connected to them with them by being like yo like let's go out for a bike ride or like let's do this thing that we both like to do together and that's yeah. how i'll see you instead of you know yeah hobby, hobbies like like i'm on a softball team now and then like, oh, really? golf and like surfing oh, i have clubs yeah yeah you want to golf yeah, yeah. i'm down <laughs> um but it's great because you know i I drive from, I live on the east side so I'll drive to like Marina meet up with my buddy Colin we'll go surfing and surfing like you do have times where you're just sitting in the lineup and you get to talk and catch up but like mm-hmm. most of the time you're just like next to someone doing something and it's not it's not like one-on-one conversation interaction yeah but it's just nice to have that like little community little intimacy of like I'm with a buddy we're, we're active, doing a thing we're seeing each other face to face yeah we're not on zoom doing like zoom happy hours or whatever we all tried to do that was a dark phase for us yeah yeah god forbid we ever go into another lockdown let's let's not do the zoom happy hours it felt everyone was like can we get off this you thing? just log off and then you're <laughs> wasted and by yourself like that's so sad yeah we did we did a thing at the, the first lockdown that was supposed to be just two weeks we did my whole like crew from college in my fraternity, we did like fraternity meetings over Zoom. Frat meetings? Yeah, frat meetings. And everyone, like I woke up on the floor. It was... Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. It was... It was um, because that was when it was like, oh, this thing is just going to be a couple of weeks and then we're all going to get back to normal. And then it was like, oh no, 
two weeks to flatten the curve. I've been day drinking for six months. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I was spending a lot of that time down in Newport. Yeah. And it kind of just like the pandemic didn't exist there. I know. I'd had a job in Newport and there were no masks. And yep. no... That was I'm a... going there today actually for my shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you're going down there. Yeah. What are you shooting? Um, For this stereo brand. Cool. Yeah. I don't Sweet. Know. It'd be cool. They told me to bring a lot of cool clothes, so it should be good. I love it when they tell you to bring clothes and then you don't wear any of them and they don't even look at them. I know, but I'm, uh, my clothes are so cool. What? <laughs> cool guy clothes. <laughs> I've realized that like, I want them to pick my clothes because I like my clothes, but the stylist wants want... them to use the clothes they brought because they're proud of their choices and we're both just that's like... that's their job. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes the stylist tells you to bring clothes, you know? Yeah, but you never know if it's just backup or if they're really depending on you for the wardrobe. Oh, okay. Or I if never they'll really... have options. Gotcha. I never really thought it was backup. I never thought of it like that. That makes more sense, though, because every time I bring clothes, they don't even look at them. Yeah. And but they know they'll fit you. They'll know you have stuff yeah, that you yeah, like yeah. and are comfortable in. That tracks. That tracks. But I've been on shoots where I show up, and I always bring whatever they tell me to, you know, plus a little extra just in case. But I've been on shoots where people showed up and like, yeah, I didn't bring anything. And I'm like, what if there was no wardrobe here? You know, you do certain shoots where it's a tech brand or something, and they don't, they didn't pull clothes. So it's just like you're, what you're wearing is what you have. I haven't worked with a lot of tech brands, but that that's not, does sound like a risky shoot to not bring clothes to. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not in a place in my career where I'm like, what you see is what you get. Like I'll do everything I can to make, you know, it go as well as possible because you're part of the team. You know? Definitely. You gotta, you gotta play the game. Yep. If you don't, there's always somebody, what was that quote? It's like, there's always somebody who's nicer Better looking and then and harder working than you. Ooh, I'll fight them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't exist. <laughs> Impossible. No, and that's that's all you have in this this job is like yes, you have a look, but you're probably not the only one with that look. Mm-mm. So what really sets you apart is are you pleasant? Are you hardworking? Yeah. Are you, you know? I think that's what's more the most exhausting part of shooting is that like you kind of have to be on all day, all you know the time. What I mean. And even when you're, when you have downtime, I've tried to explain this to people that the jobs that I have the most downtime, I'm often the most tired at the end of it because I'm always ready. I'm always listening for my name, waiting for like my time. You know, you're not totally relaxed. It's not like this where you're just like, oh, I can chill. You're anxious too. You're anxious. You're with new people. You're making new friends. So you're on like your best behavior and you're also yeah, you just you can never totally like let go. And it's relax. like warming up for a race that never starts. Yeah, you know, you're always on the edge of your seat. Just always on the edge. Yikes! I'm on the edge. Sorry. Of glory. There you go. Yep. Um, so the rebrand went swimmingly. <laughs> Stop the rebrand. <laughs> uh, what's the next evolution of Kunami? The Kunami tsunami. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of just doing what makes me happy. That's all you can do. Yeah. Just going to continue to do that. And is modeling make you happy? Modeling, the people that I meet while I'm modeling makes me happy. Yeah. And the experiences that I get to have with them make me happy. What doesn't make you happy about it? Um, I guess nothing. I guess no complaints. Yeah. But my hesitation tells me that there's something, there's something underlying that makes it. me unhappy about it. I don't know. I'll have to noodle on that one for a little bit longer. But like, uh, for example, I've worked with the North Face a couple times. I know. I want to talk about that. Shit. Okay. That's well, let's job. get right into yeah. it. <laughs> my friend Katie 
is the producer for North Face and I worked with her up in Mammoth actually around this time last year mm-hmm. and we became homies on that shoot and working with her and like her team is so much fun because you know they book an Airbnb like everybody stays there yeah she loves to cook and she just like cooks epic meals for everyone and we all kind of chill together and it, it's it feels like you just got an Airbnb with your friends yeah I've done and that, that with like Moose Jaw on a tri- yeah exactly yeah. it's just like Moose Jaw and it's just so much fun and so they had a shoot planned for in Kauai for like 10 days and she just like messaged me and was like yo are you free for this and I was like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> like I'm not free I yeah. will be free <laughs> doesn't matter what I had planned I will be there yeah. and we ended up going and it was what like a life-changing experience for me it was so much fun Kauai for 10 days Kauai for, North for Face? 10 days with the North Face and all of us just like got along so well we all like I keep in touch with everybody on that shoot still are those the shots you've been posting recently no that was from our very first shoot that was from mammoth okay but she calls them i can't remember what she calls them like i can't remember and i don't want to butcher it but yeah shooting with brands like that makes me so happy yeah i've shot north face stuff for moose i've never shot for north face but people are like my dad asked me when i was back home for thanksgiving he's like what's your dream campaign and i was like i don't i'm kind of doing it like i I like all the brands i work for but Mm -hmm. north face patagonia have always been because I like, like I'll send, you. I'll send Katie your, your, oh, your Luke. I'm sure she'd be down. Um, because, yeah, it's those brands where you're like, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. And, yeah, like. That's kind of how they feel about every shoot. It, there is a little bit of an itch that doesn't get scratched when it's like they're setting up a rock climbing shoot. And you don't really get to spend all day climbing. Like, yeah. you know, they're not they're not there to just watch you like sandbag five twelves. Like they're there to like get certain shots. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounded cool when you said it. It means fail. Okay. Uh, um, Maybe not then. But like I don't know. I'm not when even when I go on backcountry trips with my friends, like yeah, we have a goal and it's like we're probably gonna try to summit this mountain or do this crazy traverse or something wild, but like I just want to be there. I'm just game mm. to be there with like, and I'll, that's my thing is like, I will, won't be the fastest. I won't be the slowest, mm. but I'll have a good attitude the whole time. Oh, there you go. That, like, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I'm just like a, I'm a good adventure buddy and I probably won't plan it. Like I won't deal with the permits and the logistics. Like that's what my friend Andrew, who I got naked at his wedding for, he's, <laughs> he's like an Eagle scout and he's just got it buttoned up. Like he's like, okay, we, we drive here. We leave a car here. We park here. Perfect. You know, and then I'm just like, cool. Like, what can I do? You're just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll clean up and carry a that's, lot of weight. And That's kind of me. Yeah. I feel that. So, and that, it kind of translates to being on a shoot where it's like, this isn't my gig. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not running the show. Yeah, you're not the producer. <laughs> but like, I'll be as helpful as I can and yeah. I'll have a good attitude. And that's, like you were saying, what it comes down to is like, that's really all you have. Yeah. Is your attitude. And I was talking to my other friend, Colin, who I surf with. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of friends from college who have gone into like the startup world and a lot of them, some of them started and work for this uh, startup that got like an 80 billion, $18 billion valuation. Like they're making crazy money and they're like, well, I guess I need to buy, buy a house in Park City to do something with all this money. And it's like, fuck, like good problem to have. I guess. Yeah. I would um, invest in a house. And he was kind of lamenting that knowing that makes the day-to-day eight hours of zoom for his you know his normal job like a little just tedious and it's like Mm -hmm. what am this this doesn't seem worth it 
Um, what, what do you mean? Like he no longer needs to work? So. No, like he needs, he has a job that he needs. Like he's not rolling in cash like some of these guys. Okay. So he's like the comparison of his life to their lives makes him like oh. really resent some of the pandemic stuff that's like work from home. He's like literally on Zoom calls all uh, day and he, he's just like, it just gets a little tiresome after a while when I think about it in relation to stuff like that. And I was like, hey, you can't compare. Like you can't look for the differences. You have to look for similarities and like, like, you know, they also might not have a girlfriend and two dogs and like live at the beach and be able to surf every, you know, there's a lot of, the grass is always greener. So you can't, you can't have that perspective of comparison always because it never ends. Mm. But also, um, I was trying to like think about how he could reframe his job and find like he really enjoys what he does, mm-hmm. but like there's certain things about it he doesn't like. And I was like, well, one of the things about my job that I love is that every, every job I get, every booking I have like today's shoot next week's shoot, it's all a direct result of basically a job interview and auditions are job interviews. Yeah, they are. So like you think about, you know, he doesn't, he's been at the same job for several years and it's like, after you go through the interview process, you get hired. Like you are stoked the first month of work because you just earned this. It's new. It's exciting. And that's something very special to our careers. Like every validation. every job is like the direct result of, a, you know, a job application, interview process, audition process. So like you're being rewarded. You're grateful for it. And you can bring yeah. that gratitude. You're like to, oh, it's bring like, it to, set with you. to a single day of work. Where it's yeah. like, thank God for this job. I had to fight out how, however many guys who look just like me and I booked it. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. It's new. It's exciting. Like there is that anxiety that comes with it of like, oh, I'm around new people. Like this is, this is stressful. I'm going to be tired today. But I'd trade that for, you know, telling you I worked in theme park design, which is like, <laughs> yeah, I played roller coaster tycoon for a living. It's a silly job. But at the end of the day, it was nine to five, five days a week. And I like, most days I did not want to go Yeah, because it's just, it's, it, it loses its novelty. And I, I don't want to be someone who constantly chasing novelty and like bouncing from thing to thing. I think there's really something to be said for setting out a goal, accomplishing it, and then moving on to the next project. Like, you know, you want that finality of like, you're not just leaving when things get hard or get difficult or get boring. Like you want to finish something and then move on and that's okay. But yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm listening to you talk about that, I'm thinking about how a lot of times I feel like I don't finish things. Yeah. At least to the point where I thought like, okay, this is what the final result looks like for whatever endeavor I'm doing. And I feel like a lot of times I don't get there. Yeah. But with those experiences, I've, I've kind of learned that like, oh, I'm, I didn't get there for a, a reason. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I was, I think last time we talked, I was talking about how I was designing some sustainable clothing stuff. Yeah. yeah. And through that process, I had to kind of give up or not give up, but like back out like halfway through after I had samples and everything like that, because a lot of my non-negotiables weren't being met. Like I wanted um, eco-friendly materials. I wanted to know where everything was made. I wanted it to be, I wanted to be able to be fully transparent with the people who were going to be buying my products and the manufacturing and sourcing company I was working with was like, Oh yeah, we can deliver on all of that. And then like a year later they were like, just kidding. Like, you know, so I had to back out of a contract because I was like, look, this is just going to result in another product on a shelf that I have no passion for. Right. Um, and I got really upset 
there because I was like, fuck, I just want to have something tangible that like shows for all the work that I put in. And like, I've been telling people that I'm working on this and mm -hmm. like, this is embarrassing. Like I'm giving yeah. up. Yeah. But through that, I kind of learned that all I really wanted to do was learn how to get better at sewing and make my own clothes. And that's, there's a lot of important perspectives that you figured out there. Like one is what, like there's something to be said for accountability of telling people you're working on something, because then if you fail, you're less likely to quit because other people know and you have yeah. that pressure, like that social proof. But also pressure. like, fuck that. That's your ego. <laughs> that's your ego. But you know, it can be helpful. But there's also the flip side of that is like, keep it quiet, be humble about it. And then be like, Hey, look at this thing I did. You didn't even know I was doing, oh, which is real G's move in silence. Like lasagna. Exactly. So there's, there's two sides of that coin. But the other thing is like, there's a difference between quitting something because it gets difficult. Like I took a bunch of language courses in college and mm -hmm. I was, I'm, I have a pretty good aptitude for languages and I would do really well for the first half of the class. And then it would get into like the intense, you know, uh, conjugations and stuff and it would get hard and I would like, mm -hmm. I would kind of give up and then my grade would suffer and I would like, I would end Rubber. up dropping the class or something because I, mm. I didn't want to follow through and like, you know, I, I when, when things got sticky, I, I sort of like threw in the towel, which is not how you do it. Mm -hmm. But another thing that can happen is like what happened to you is that, you know, you tried your best and it just did not work out the way it was supposed to. So you had to like realize, okay, this is not, this is not going to go the way I had. How can I readjust take, okay, I learned these sewing skills. That's what I really wanted to get out of this in yeah. the end and move on to the next project. So I brought this quote up to, I think Marta on one of the podcasts, but it's, Oh, I listened to her episode. Yeah. So it's, you know, if you want to, you'll find a way, if you don't, you'll find an excuse. Mm -hmm. So like only you can know if you're quitting because it got hard or because like, oh, it, this just isn't viable anymore. It's time to like cut my losses and move on to the next thing. And I think people take advantage of the fact that other people don't know necessarily. And they're like, well, it didn't work out. And like they're making all these excuses for why they quit, but really they just didn't want to find the way to finish it. Mm -hmm. As opposed, you know, but in your case, like it made sense for you to step away from it. Step away from that. That project, because it just like it hit an impasse that, that meant, you yeah. know. And that's, you know, that, that's something like way. I'm trying to make sure because I'm I always have my fingers in a lot of pots in terms of creative <laughs> outputs. And, um, that doesn't sound very sanitary. Honeypots. <laughs> I'm like a bear. <laughs> okay. All right, Winnie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I, I try to, f <laughs> that's not very sanitary. I just spilled, spilled water. water all over myself. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think if you, if you set your mind to something and you have a goal, like you should do everything you can to complete it. And you need to be really careful about like when you quit things and why yeah. you're quitting them. You know, or don't think of it as quitting and just be like, you know, what? I'm going to put this one on the back burner. I'll come back to you later. But right now I'm going to focus on something else. Yeah. You know, so no more clothes, not no more clothes. I'm still I there's a studio. So FYI downtown yeah. and you can rent out all the equipment, like surgery machines, sewing machines, like whatever you need. They have there. Mm -hmm. um, so I have like passes and I go in. Cool. And I'll work on projects for myself, but no, I'm no longer doing a line. Just kind of doing my own thing. What was the project you did with? Is it on cloud? On. O N. On yeah. On, on running. On. Yeah on. Running. Yeah on running. 
because you did some like sewing stuff for them or something no 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 no. i just posted (laughs) they uh they started a sustainable they created a sustainable material for their shoes yeah and so the brand is focusing more on sustainability as a whole and i already had a partnership with them and so we kind of intertwined the two into a little photo journal story because they were yeah i had a call with vanessa shout out to vanessa she lived in I think she was in Switzerland, whatever. I had a call with her and she was like, so tell me, like, I see that you run. I see that you surf. Tell me about this. And I was like, honestly, like I've been working on this clothing line thing. And she was like, why don't like, why haven't I seen anything about that? Like on your social media and stuff like that. Like, that's cool. I think people would love to hear about that. And because of my experience backing out with the manufacturing company, I was kind of insecure about it. And I was like, I don't really want to share that. (laughs) And she was like, no, that's cool. Like you should. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like I will. And so, yeah, we just, I mean, that's that's such a cool it seems like brands are starting to move in that direction a little more like I did a shoot with Oliver's which is a sort of active leisure basics brand for men Mm -hmm. maybe women too Um, but we did a rock climbing shoot like a bouldering shoot uh, at Point Doom in Malibu and then they interviewed me and like did like a spread on me as like a person not just as Sick. a model and they like linked to some of my artwork and some of my other projects that's dope and i didn't even i didn't even really know because i booked it through slu through our fitness agency oh, wow. and i guess they had been like looking through their talent looking for people who were just more than faces so you, they almost kind of used me as an ambassador type person but from them and it was very cool almost like I was like, do I deserve this? This hundred percent. I mean, it, but like, I like that brands are doing that. Where it's like, this is not just the mo- like. What's the story behind this person who's wearing our clothes or using our product? Yeah. Um, because we've all sort of slid into this gray area of, you know, you see people post things on Instagram and they tag brands. Like, like it we used to not be cool to like tag brands to like try to get. I don't, it just seems like, like to shout out brands that yeah, you want to work with. Yeah. It yeah. was like cringy. <laughs> it seems cringy, but then it's like, well, that's what people are doing. So why yeah. not leverage that? You For know, sure. and you know, people who aren't even in the modeling industry will tag what they're wearing. And like, you're just helping the, like, you're basically giving them free marketing. Yeah. You know, definitely. And I, I had a similar experience with the, another brand that I've worked with it's called super bolt. It's mm-hmm. a all organic tea company and they're actually based in Canada And they did something similar. Like they were like, we're going to come down to California. We'd love to shoot you for the day. Just kind of day in the life stuff. Yeah. And so we did. And we like surfed and did some trail running. And I cooked. And we just hung out for the day basically. But that experience was really cool. I was like, wow, this brand is not only backing my modeling career, but like me as a person. Right. And I think it kind of makes sense in the industry because as like freelance workers we have so much free time that we get into these hobbies mm-hmm. and your hobbies are kind of what gets you booked for jobs yeah. you know like your personality your hobbies so it kind of makes sense well and we were talking about on our last episode about how we're lifestyle models and it's like mm-hmm. the more you embody that lifestyle in your actual life the better you'll be as a talent so why not as a brand leverage that and like do some sort of m- more in-depth look at this person as opposed yeah. to just like 
using this superficial like, oh. quality of them, like using their exterior appearance, which is like, sure, you can have that if you pay me, but like, <laughs> yes, pay me for my looks, but also but like, get to know to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just pre-faced. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what did you go to Iceland for a shoot? No. Okay, so my cousin won an all-expenses-paid trip what? through Seven Eleven. Okay, what time? Yeah, <laughs> she was wanted it like a Slurpee thing. N- so <laughs> it was for four people, and at first I thought she was entering raffles at Seven Eleven, and I was like, "Sis, we we need to talk." But sounds <laughs> it, like she was. It, no, she wasn't. <laughs> so she um, every time you buy something there, they ask if you want to round up the dollar and donate to Feeding America, uh-huh. and she buys her coffee there. So she would go every they morning. Have decent coffee there, by the and, way. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd buy her coffee there and and she has donated to feeding america before so every day she was like yeah i'll round up yeah and so her name was entered in this raffle like 300 times and so she won it <laughs> and so she took me her younger sister kiko my cousin Linay, and me to iceland to iceland and it was so much fun yeah i want to go you had some beautiful shots that came out of that just like Thanks. travel log stuff my cousins are all creatives like my cousin Linay, she's an actor she's a photographer she does like she's a drummer in a band she does like a thousand different things that i don't even know about and same thing with my cousin kiko brought a film camera everything like that so yeah good times we took acid saw the northern lights probably shouldn't have said that on no you should (laughs) talk more about that (laughs) we had a we had a very i don't know if i should say this Whatever, I mean, we can take it out. I don't think my parents are going <laughs> to listen to this. So we had a very white lotus moment. You know that scene where the two girls are like, oh, fuck, I wish we brought yeah, some weed. Yeah, and they have so many drugs. And then she's like, wait, I have ketamine yeah. in my bag. We had a moment had like that. I have Xanax. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we were all actually hanging out right here on the couch. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to bring a couple different kinds of edibles. And my cousin Lynn, I was like, oh, I'm bringing three different kinds of edibles. And then my other cousin was like, oh, I'm bringing mushrooms and DMT. And then my other cousin was like, I brought acid. And we were like, oh my God, we're not getting into Iceland. But we did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the drug laws are, but good for you. For yeah, You already did times. it. No harm, no foul. Yeah. No take backs. You saw the Northern Lights like in their full glory. I don't know if I'd say full glory. Because I've seen them a little bit up in New Hampshire. It, it was just a little bit. It wasn't anything crazy. Was it green? It was green, blue. Cool. Blue, green. Were you on acid? Yeah. It's <sighs> pretty cool. It was chill. I mean, it was kind of weird. That's a very cool experience. It's not just no, chill. No, no, it was. You <laughs> can own it. <laughs> no, it was cool, but it was. It just felt weird because we all, you know, got on this bus and like everybody's going to see the Northern Lights. Oh uh, yeah. And then you get off the bus in the middle of Iceland and it's pitch black, and then you see this, you know incredible northern lights experience thing yeah and then you all get back on the bus and just drive back into town so it's very touristy it's, yeah it's it just not felt, like oh we were camping and they happened to happen yeah i mean i had so much fun being there with my cousins and seeing that and i know that's a really special experience but while it was happening i was like this is weird that i'm getting back on the bus you know yeah like also, it just felt forced acid and buses mm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> i really feel like i shouldn't have said that we can take it out don't worry about it you can decide later. Okay, It doesn't cool. come out until Thursday. Okay, perfect. But your first episode is still the highest listened to episode we've ever had. Wow. I don't know why. I'm trying to figure out why. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. i got to like hack the algorithm because I told myself I would do the podcast for a year before I tried to monetize it or get into any of that world. 
Um, and then, of course, the pandemic slowed things down. So I've been at this for longer than a year, but you're com- I'm coming up on 52 episodes. I know. I noticed that. And it's, you know, it's starting to grow in the community. Like, people are like, oh, I've heard of that podcast. Like, oh, I, I've listened to that. I listened to that episode. I want my friend. I want you to do an episode with my friend Divya. She'll be here next Maybe. week. No, <laughs> okay. stop. She's amazing. You're going to love her. I'm going to love her. You're going to um, love her. Yeah. And it's it's been really fun for me to branch out because... I get nervous by asking certain people. Like I just shot with David Muller for headshots and I like at the end of the session I was like, So like I don't know if you're interested. I have this but, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, sounds cool. Like people are into it because podcasts are super cool. Yeah. And I mean you just get to talk about yourself. Like who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, and you get to talk to me. I'm pretty cool. Hey, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's fun because I'm also starting to connect with other people in this industry who are have podcasts and like do a little cross pod stuff and I'm doing cross pod? Crosspod. You'd know if you were. Oh my god! You'd know if you're in the industry. If you're if you're hip. You'd know. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's it's this little community that's growing because I love comedians' podcasts. That's like what I listen to most of the time. And the comedian world, the comedy world, has grown by all of them being on each other's podcasts. So you're getting exposed to. Are you smelling the microphone? No, I'm just tapping my nose against it. <laughs> um, They've all grown because they all talk about. Yeah, them so like with it's this other. rising tide raises all ships thing. Where Ugh, I love that. Like, quote. If you're a fan of Pete Holmes, and then uh, Andrew Santino comes on his podcast, you'll go check out his special. And it's just this really interesting way to create uh, promotion for your comedy brand. Mm. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I want more people in our world to start podcasts because I think it's fun. I really, it's my favorite thing that I do creatively. Just, really? Yeah. I love, I love people's stories. I love getting to know people. And I feel like having a conversation like this, um, is a rare thing, even amongst like your good friends. Like there's been times when my friends and I have sat down, we're not watching TV. We're not doing anything. We've just like got into our lives and like talked about the deep shit. Yeah. But that's rare even with good friends so it's even rarer you know like you and i would we'd probably just dm back and forth forever yeah we just reply to each other's stories yeah until i see you at a casting or a job (laughs) on castings or jobs and you know you'd have a couple moments and they'd call your name and i'd shoot off and drop you mid-sentence or whatever Mm -hmm. um i'd do the same no shade no and i fully appreciate like go go Go. fly fly away (laughs) tell my story (laughs) um but yeah i love i love a, I learn from all my guests, like in terms of how to be a better model, how to be a better human. Huh. Um, but I just think it's fun to talk to people. And I've gotten more comfortable guiding the conversation and kind of, you know, I do a lot less editing on the back end than I used to do. Really? Yeah, because at first when I was doing the podcast, I would take out every like and uh, I try to take out as many likes and ums. And, and then yeah. you realize that that's how people talk and when you listen to a huge podcast, there's dead air and there's likes and ums and people stutter over their words. And that's, that's what makes it not a talk show. It's not these sound Mm. bites and like pre-planned joke conversations that seem very fake that are, you know, just supporting the next Marvel movie or whatever is out. Like we're not promoting anything unless you have anything to promote. Mm, Nope. I got nothing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's no agenda here. So there's no reason to clean it up and button it up. And I think that's the cool thing about podcasts is you get to know people. If yeah. you listen to the same host over and over again, you sort of get this window into their lives and you feel like you know them. Do you have people that hit, listen to your podcast and hit you up like as if they know you? Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, I've had people be like, I'm coming to LA, would love to meet up. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stranger from the internet. But then I've, I've made friends through the podcast and I've been on, you know, it's like they did an Instagram live and I joined their Instagram live. And oh, have you thought about doing a live podcast show? Because I just went to one with my friends, Allie and Penn. We went to like yeah. a live podcast show and it was kind of like a comedy show, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I would never be able to do that. Why not? But you could. I'd rather take a swift kick to the face well, maybe than I'll, sit up on stage. Because that's what I'm thinking about, like in the in terms of when I hit this year mark, which is coming up, like how to evolve the podcast. And I, I want to add a video element. I think. Yeah, you should. I because mean, people want to see models, like so. It's just like helps with whoever's listening to this if they're yeah. interested in the industry. Um, and like I like the video element of all the podcasts I listen to. Like totally. I'll sit and watch a three-hour podcast, which seems insane, but I'm fully into it no i'm into it too plus i feel like when we first started recording i realized that i was making like faces as responses and i was like oh they can't hear yeah. that like yeah they can't see my judgy little face right now yeah and if i'm referencing your <laughs> insta like there's all these visual elements that like the listener doesn't get you know mm -hmm. they don't necessarily know what you look like like I, i'll tag your instagram and then like, people can find you but totally it's a it's a I'm totally six foot different two. what i'm six foot two I have bright green eyes no dude what i'm like five five <laughs> you said five six on the last episode. i know <laughs> i've shrunk i'm shrinking me too all I'm the so sitting small. we've been doing but yeah i think adding a video <clears throat> element and part of that that holds me back is that i really like going to people's places to record it because mm -hmm. they're comfortable in their own space you like to peek into people's homes i love because interior design so like, do i like <laughs> like i like looking at people's cars like how messy is their car really? like what kind of car did they choose not because of like what, what kind of car do you drive but like it just says something about them like totally um you know it's like what you what you wear says something about you if hmm. you go into someone's home you just like get a sense of them like i love whenever i've had the opportunity to go to like a friend's place of work because oh, it's like, oh, I've been pictured. Like I've like I've pictured this for so long, and now I know. When you say I'm at work, I know what it looks like. I can like yeah, see it. Yeah, that is funny to think about. I actually haven't thought about that before, but now I'm picturing all my friends in their work environment. Yeah. And it's it's silly. Yeah, like when I when I <laughs> worked at the theme park company, I lived in Venice with these like cool surfer guys. Sick. And my friend was like, he's like, I have an idea of where you work, but it's like wild. <laughs> like there's <are> slides <laughs> instead of stairs. And oh wow, yes. Was that not it? Uh, no. Bummer. It was, it was a theme park design company. I mean, there was some, some wild elements to it, but it was just an office too, studio. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they missed a prime opportunity there. I know. Could have been sick. Could have, could have, should have. There That's... was a lot of mismanaged opportunities at that. Ooh, sing, that, that sing. Job. But... sing. <laughs> Do you feel like you get to roast companies and things that you don't like on this podcast? Like you have an, like a, what is it? An apple box? What do they call it? Oh yeah, a soapbox, soapbox. <laughs> an apple uh, box. I mean, I could, I guess. I don't. I try not to. Oh be a right, hater. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that negativity. Why do you in. have any brands you want to talk shit about? Mm, let me just dive into my bogus bag. No, no, not that I want to shit on on there. No, I'm all about the positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think right now of something I could talk shit about. <laughs> I don't know. I like <laughs> no, it's okay. Of, I do not want to encourage. I like shit what a lot of people are doing right now. I, I think the candy companies are getting a little crazy. Really? There's a lot of like candy crossover. Like we put M&Ms in your Reese's cup and it's just That's like disgusting. A lot of like the junk food world is getting out of control. Mm. Or are they just honing in and creating something elevated Maybe. even better? That's a better way to look at it. 
No, I don't think it is. Do you eat a lot of junk food? Um, sometimes. What do you go to? What's your go to? Mm, two double, two double cheeseburgers with mac sauce, six chicken McNuggies with a barbecue and a honey mustard, and a Dr Pepper. Two double cheeseburgers with Big Mac sauce. With Mac sauce. That's, Shout out Divya. I didn't know you could do that. Yo, yeah, you can do whatever you want at McDonald's. Have you ever gotten the hot mustard at McDonald's and dip your fries in it? Behave. No, I have not done that. Sounds good, though. It's so good. Should we go to McDonald's? Yeah. I'm <laughs> so, hungry. I need to eat. I'm so down. Uh, <laughs> it's right around the corner. Yeah. No, McDo- I love McDonald's. I love Taco Bell. I love shit food. Shit food. There's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've been going to Whole Foods, hitting the hot bar for lunch. It's Just good. balling out. It's, um... <laughs> It adds up though, like that when you have to put on the scale. Yeah. I did this thing when I worked in theme park design. I would go to Whole Foods every day and get a salad for lunch and try to come in at like five dollars, which is not a lot of salad. Um, but it was a game I played. That's like no salad. No, it wasn't enough salad. I was a very skinny boy then. Oh. Um, but I found out I was going through my credit card statements and they were charging me fifty dollars every time. So for several like weeks or months. Wait, what? Yeah. So I had to go through the Whole Foods bureaucracy to get a refund bureaucracy? because somehow the the hot bar salad bar people were charging me 10x what I was paying what I was getting. That's wild. Yeah. So check your credit card statements. For I it. just I just found seven hundred dollars worth of Amazon fraud on my card. Really? Yeah. I had seventeen Netflix accounts in Argentina. Wow. Yeah, but I got my money back. Seventeen Netflix in, accounts in Argentina. <laughs> Just really dishing out content in Argentina. Someone without a VPN or something was being sneaky. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but what's your go-to diet? Like, what's your what are your staples? Mm, mostly, like, Mediterranean. I like Mediterranean food. Um, hummus? Hummus. Olives? I've been eating a lot of sushi. Yeah. Uh, I don't like ramen so much anymore. I used to be... Tonkatsu broth used to run through my veins. Yeah. And I, I still do love ramen, don't get me wrong, but I get a belly ache and I'm trying to not eat foods that give me stomach aches or whatever. But what else? Yeah. Just healthy whole foods. Yeah, just med- yeah, just healthy whole foods. Mm. Whole foods is my biggest sponsor right now. That'd be a good sponsor. <laughs> a girl can dream. Have you ever had can? Those things are good. What is that? C-A-N-N. It's like the cannabis drinks, like two milligrams. Mm-mm. I don't fuck with cannabis anymore. Oh, for real? No. Damn, that's crazy. Remember on the last podcast where you asked me if I was into weed? Yeah. <laughs> well, you were. You were like... No, I know. You were in that, I in that game. I was in the game. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought it was funny because I... Yeah. No, I it's, too, I it's too much for me. I tried to get back into it and it just backfired every time. Yeah. Well, at least you know... Now I know. Yeah, now you know. Stop trying. Yes, don't fight it. Um, Are you trying to get, like, sponsors for these races you're doing? That would be great. Like the Xterra race? Yeah, I would really like that. I mean, I work with JoLynn. They hook it up. JoLynn is a swimwear brand, so they make sporty but also cute swimwear. And then, like, this active set that I'm wearing right now is also JoLynn. So they they honestly kind of hook it up for me. And they're always stoked to see me training and like racing for stuff. Yeah. So I did the Malu try. Mm-hmm. And so they hooked me up with training clothes. And then what else? On running. Yeah. Backs me pretty hard. Uh, I like I've seen those shoes everywhere. 
in the gym. And I was like, those are kind of weird looking. I like them. And They're then comfy. I picked them up and they weigh nothing. Nothing. Nothing like bizarrely light. Yeah, I have their minimalist trail shoes, and they're my favorite ones. They also just came out with like sort of a street style. Yeah, like a walking shoe. Right over there. I yeah, have them. those exactly. Yeah. Because I I messaged you and I was like I'm thinking about I'm bi curious about buying these. <laughs> curious about buying them? You should, dude. I love them. <laughs> because they're very cool. It's like kind of the Stan Smith look. They're pretty. Uh, like the logo is not in your face. Yeah. You know, they're. Well made, you know that's Swiss engineering. It's Swiss. different. Yeah. Yeah. What else is new? What Ooh, else you got? What else do I have for us today? Been reading a lot of books lately. What are you reading? I'm reading. Oh man, I always forget what it's called. I think Your Mind on Plants. Michael Pollan. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Microdosing. Are you microdosing? Mushrooms? Yes. Every day. Not every day. Right every now? two to three days. Are you tripping? I am currently on drugs. <laughs> I'm freaking Not out. <laughs> yeah. No. You want to go on a bus and go see the Northern Lights? <laughs> don't. Don't play. Don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, trigger warning. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've been reading that. I also like like fantasy novels. Like what? Have you heard of The Name of the Wind? Patrick Rothfuss? No. What? <laughs> no. She... she no name of the wind it's a trilogy i don't think the third book's going to come out because i think because the author sold the story to lionsgate and i don't oh think boy. that he's going to be able to release the third one the way he wants to and i'm currently Drama reading way of, the fantasy world yo you don't even know <laughs> don't even get me started on the fantasy world drama but i'm reading way of kings right now which is another one it's a lot more nerdy than name of the wind i tried to read dune and i could not do it yo I, okay i haven't read it but Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong yeah. has my heart. He's so skinny. He's so femme in the hottest way. You know he, what I mean? I get it. I he, totally get it. Yeah, he's beautiful. Did you see the movie? I did. It's but beautiful. I watched it here and mm. everybody keeps telling me that you have theater. to watch it in the theater. Yeah. The sound design is great. Yeah. The visuals were great. But I tried to read the book and I don't like sci-fi or fantasy to begin with. And it just annoyed the shit out of me. Really? Because... Everyone's name is like Harkenfold or Paul. Like, <laughs> like there's no in between. There's no in between. It's like pick, choose a lane. Uh-huh. And then I struggle with like try, I, trying to picture the world because I want to see like the interior design in my head. Uh-huh. And I was like, like, is this Star Trek? Is this Star Wars? Sand people? I couldn't tell like what level of technology I was supposed to be picturing. I understand. Yeah. And my friend who read it said that the movie nailed it. Wow. So. I guess they, they got that going for them, which is nice. Yeah. That's but cool. I can't do fantasy. I've been reading a lot of nonfiction. Um, uh-huh. I don't really like novels. Really? I yeah. love novels. I guess I'm just not whimsical enough. Um. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so what do you read like? Like I just read a, read a Malcolm Gladwell book. Okay. Talking to strangers yeah. about how we should assume everyone's lying all the time, basically. That sounds... It's not that great. Sounds great. Um, and then right now I'm reading a John Steinbeck book, but it's a memoir about a road trip. He basically was like the original van life guy. Really? He got this really cool truck, like a three quarter ton truck, built a house on the back, and drove across America with his poodle Charlie. What a ledge! It's called Travels with Charlie. Oh, it's good. That sounds wholesome. Because I still I have this van life dream deep down in my bones. Do you really? Yeah. I did the van life trip in Colorado with my hometown friend Till. It was fun, but it was just, 
you know, I like to shower and yeah, cook. I mean, you could do it in LA, like park your vehicle somewhere, use the gym to shower. But what do you do with all the downtime? That, I don't know, but like, I you think the, the move, coffee shop so much. I think the move is to have an apartment and then have like a weekender van yeah. where you don't have the full kitchen set up, but you have, you know, the what's it called? Jet boil thing. Yeah. You I mean, have all the tools. So I have that in my car now. I can sleep in my car. It's four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because we live in LA. Everybody can sleep in their cars here. I feel like I have like seven different outfits. No, but I like, take it camping and I like car. just go and oh. do some dispersed campsite and then my trunk has like my stove all my stuff that i can just escape oh wow my escape pod wow but i do want a vehicle that you can have like a like a sit down in Mm. you know yeah like a little couch set up yeah i always just like i'll go surf and then i'll just be tired Mm. but i'll be like up in ventura or down at sano and i'm just like ah i just want to lay down and take a nap for a little bit yeah but i drive a honda accord so how do you get those big old boards in there? You the back down. seats go down. Yeah. So I can fit two boards in my car. But I just have to push the front seat up a little bit. That's a good setup. It's in there right now. Is it? Yeah, wax is melting all over the place. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's great. Hmm. Yeah. It's you know, it's a tool, not a jewel. What? The surfboard. My mind immediately went to the jewel vapes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, it's not a jewel. Wow. <laughs> Some such a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my friend kira all she she's like 24 i think and she knows all the gen z things like the little hand gestures and like What's the, that one? this means like i'm shy you do that to people no Does you just kind of like do it like tee-hee. like you just do it i've never seen that before okay but and people I'll listening will be again. like i kn- they'll be doing it right now subconsciously <laughs> you know <laughs> But yeah, she, she knows all of these little things. And I told her, I was like, I love that you know these things. You teach me all the Gen Z stuff. And she was like, teach me millennial, millennial things. And I was like, oh, that hurts so bad to but you. But do we have things? What does that even mean? It's like how to call an Uber? I think millennials just like, no offense, but like have podcasts. and have po- yeah. Oh, dude, I've leaned in. I like Airbnb'd my apartment at one point. I've had oh, a podcast. God. I drove for Uber. Like I've done all the millennial you stuff. You drove for Uber? Yeah, for a while, for like a year. Did you just get hit on all the time? A little bit. I had a girlfriend at the time and I was very quick to bring her up if I felt that energy. Um, and then people's energy would change very quickly <laughs> after I did that. Um, but yeah. it was fun. I actually loved it because I had all these conversations with people from every single walk of life. You got to hear their stories. I got to hear their stories. And you're kind of like the bartender slash therapist. People will open up hard. Yes. Because I'll never see you again. I'll never see you again. That's a good podcast idea. Like being an Uber driver and or a Lyft driver. I should have done that. I also should have done the like overheard in my Uber Instagram account. <laughs> Missed that boat. I don't even want to think about the things I've drunkenly said. Oh, I heard forgotten. some great stuff. Oh, God. But yeah, you'd go from a $20 million house in Beverly Hills to Compton and you'd have conversations with people you'd never talk to for yeah. a lot, like an hour at times to the point where people would get out of the car and be like, Are, like do we exchange information? Are we friends yeah. now? Like, so like, when am I going to see you again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved it. There was a point where I was like, am I just going to be an Uber driver for the rest of my life? Kind of nice. But if you love stories. I do. But and the, the money you're a skate pod. Out. It was my like transitionary job when I was moving away from doing freelance design stuff into full-time modeling because it gave me like complete flexibility. Totally. Yeah. And then I was, I was actually in my car, just finished like Uber driving and I got a call at 10 PM that was like, can you be on a flight to Mount Shasta tomorrow for this job for Merrill? And I was like, yeah. 
Whoa. That's exactly why I had set up that career path. And that, that was the job that made me like really switch into full-time modeling. Really? Yeah. Wow. Merrill. Merrill. That's a cool brand. It was awesome. I mean, it was just two days of running around Mount Shasta with drones and oh, sick. Like, I was like, Oh, I, I'm going to make a career out of this. Like I have to. And then that's where we are. Hold on one second. I just, this guy's dropping off sunglasses and I just want to make sure that I didn't miss him. Oh fuck. He's here. <laughs> Go get him. Okay. I'm <laughs> really sorry. Pause. I'm really sorry. What was that sketchy drug deal you just did? <laughs> sunglasses are what all the kids it's are calling DMT these deal. days. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, they this are sunglasses. guy started a sunglass company and they're made out of like plant based and like shrapnel. Let's see them. Open it up. <clears throat> shrapnel? Like from war? It's, yeah, he used to be, I, I don't want to butcher his story. But we'll promote it. What's the brand? Apollos. Apollos. Opolis. Opolis. Bio urchin tortoise. Yeah, let's check them out. Do people just reach out to you and be like, hey, take our stuff? No. So this, this guy reached out and he was like, hey, Ooh, like I, I like your lifestyle. Like I'm, you know, he just started I this like brand. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? He's like, you're the type of person that I want to buy my sunglasses. And like, and it makes sense if you promote my company type of thing. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, no, they're sick. Stoked. Oh, yeah. This is a first for the podcast, an unboxing. and (laughs) An unboxing (laughs) podcast. Oh, my friend's going to make fun of me because they're always like, Laura, you get PR packages every time we're over. It's cool. Yeah, these are sweet. I'm stoked. Awesome. Um, But he actually reached out and was like, hey, like I'm I'm just starting out, but like I want the, you know, I'd like to grow together like the brand and I don't know, like the partnership. Oh, there's a handwritten note on the back of that. There is a handwritten note. I'll read that later. That's nice. Yeah. He read it. Read it aloud. Should I? Read it to the class. No, no. You don't Laura, I'm so stoked. You know, I'm not going to put him on blast stoked. like that. <laughs> but it's really cool. He was on the cover of um, Surfer Magazine. Whoa. Or maybe not the cover. He had an article in Surfer Magazine. Well, the back <laughs> I need to fact He's check on the myself cover of because Time I'm Magazine. <laughs> His name's Kelly Slater. No. He's making sunglasses out of grenades. <laughs> no. I'm butchering it. See, this is the. T- I shouldn't have even brought it up. No, this is great. I love it. This is this is perfect. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the last episode, you answered my what I thought was going to be my follow up question for repeat guests. Okay. Which was the first question is traditionally what were you up to when you were seven years old? Mm-hmm. Which you answered. You were playing climbing trees in New Jersey. Yes. And barefoot. And like coming to California frequently, and it seems like you're still doing that stuff. So mm-hmm. perfect. And then we talked about where you see yourself in seven years. Oh, what did I say? You said you want to be closer to the beach. And designing okay. a clothing line. Wow. Well, I technically, I am closer to the beach because yeah. last time I You're lived in it. Mid-Wilshire. So baby steps, baby. Okay. Um, so the third option for a question is you meet a genie. You find a lamp. and the Wait, ge- I meet the genie before I find the lamp or I find the lamp and then I meet the genie? I don't know. It's up to you. No. <sighs> so you find a lamp. You rub it. Genie comes out. <laughs> Get my facts straight. Okay. (laughs) And the genie says, I will grant you one wish. But you don't know when this wish will be granted. Yeah. It could happen immediately. It could happen right before you die or any time in between. So the timing of the the wish is not under your control. What Mm. do you wish for? Have you seen the movie About Time? No. Maybe, yes. No. Rachel McAdams. I like her. Margot Robbie. The guy from Pirate Radio. The guy Margot from Ex Machina. 
Machina, how the fuck you say that? Oscar don't Isaacs? come for me. I don't know, the redhead guy? Oh, Donald Gleason. Okay. <laughs> Brendan Gleason's son. <laughs> okay. Are you are you serious? Is yeah. that his name? I have a wow. weird thing for actors' names. Okay. Um the men in his family are able to go into a dark space or a closet, climb surface, and think about a period in their life and go back to that period. Wow. And they're allowed to change things mm-hmm. or do things differently and then come back to their current life. And, like, things will have changed. Yeah. But they can also do it momentarily. It's like butterfly effect. You go back and change Yeah, things. but there is no butterfly effect. Like, oh. you know, it doesn't result in a... Everything's not different. Yeah. Okay. Everything, yeah. And... Okay, spoiler alert. I'm about to spoil the movie, so okay, like, if you want to watch it, <laughs> yeah. put your headphones out now. Um, but basically, towards the end of the movie, his dad tells him that like his secret for the time travel is that he lives every day fully without going through it, and then he goes back and lives the same day over again. But that time, he experiences it and like notices the little things mm-hmm. and you know, you know, maybe smiles at somebody instead of like feeling rushed and things like that and. Yeah, I like I've heard like what if this was your second go at life? Like try to live it as if this is your second time around. Kind of, yeah. And make the changes you would have made. Yeah. Whatever. And he also goes back and like you know, spends time reading all the books he could ever want to read and he just basically has more time. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd want to do that. Cuz that kind of overrides your you don't know when you're going to get your wish because it doesn't yeah, really matter. If it happens the second before you die, you could go back and just start over. Uh, yeah, round two. You just hacked the system. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I like that answer. You should watch the movie even though I just ruined it. I kind of... Honestly, I, mean, I didn't even ruin it. I'm sure it's good. No, it's phenomenal. Margot Robbie's in it? Yes. Is it recent? No, 2018. Hmm. You should watch it. Is that the one where she's on the cover of it, like smiling and laughing kind of? It's Rachel McAdams is on the cover in a red dress laughing yeah. with yeah whatever that guy's name was. What's his name? Something Glover. Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason. Oh, I was thinking of Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glover? <laughs> Peter? Um, well, great. That's a great answer. What's your answer? Does anybody have... ever ask you that? <laughs> you, you look so sad. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just thinking Does like... Does anybody ever care about you, Michael? ted talks but does ted listen <laughs> like <laughs> um no one's asked me that question because that's new but let me think oh yeah so the person i learned this from <laughs> oh yeah i've been waiting for somebody to ask me this <laughs> funny you should ask uh, no so i met this guy on an airplane and then we became friends and as one does <laughs> we went for a hike and he asked me oh that wow question. you guys like became friends friends yeah it was a whole story it was on my instagram stories it was wow. kind of a saga oh, um, that's beautiful. but he asked me that question when we were hiking and my answer was that that i would just be okay with everything oh. like i i don't need like the high highs i don't want to avoid i don't need to avoid the low lows but i i just want to be okay i just want to accept everything mm. so i figure if that happens right now that's great but if it happens right before I die, like I'm able to just accept and move on. That's that's what I want. Just like to be okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. At first, when you said that, I was kind of like, oh, that sounds kind of numb. Like it sounds like you're not experiencing things. But then I thought about the people that I know who are accepting like that. Yeah, it's like dogs. You they're know, just they're just like, kind of like, okay. yeah, I'm happy either way. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like I really like the quote, um, the happiest people don't have the most of everything they make the most of everything mm. Mm. so it's not about what you have it's about what you do with what you have 
Mm. And like all circumstances, you can perceive them as good or bad, or you can just try to find the silver lining to every situation as difficult as that may be. There's always something that can be gleaned from it. So yeah, just like acceptance of my circumstances is my answer. I think that's something you could do and you don't need a genie for. I mean, it would take practice. You need a genie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I need a genie. Mine's impossible. But you could also look at every day like, okay, if this yeah, was my I second just... go, what would I, what would I wow. do differently? Michael, that's... <sighs> like, I don't know how many times I've been at a party or some new situation and I've like kind of clammed up and like not been as outgoing or not had the conversations I wanted to and then gone. And then like a few hours later, you're like, those people don't fucking remember me. Like, why didn't I just like talk? Dude, nobody cares. No about one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'll be like, damn it. Like, why didn't I just be a little more, like put myself out there a little more? Yeah. Cause who cares? And not like get naked, take my clothes off at your oh my wedding. God. But, like, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but like some middle ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You should find that middle ground. <laughs> no, you know, I know what you mean. That's, yeah. that's so true. I was actually talking with my friend, yesterday it was my cousin Lene and I was kind of talking to her like oh like I don't know if I should say this or be honest about the situation like I'm kind of scared and she was like I've never regretted being vulnerable I've only regretted not being more vulnerable yeah, with people I cared about the things you do as much as the things you don't do oh wow we're just we're just being so sappy right now but it's true <laughs> it's so true it's a, a book that I really I, not even a book I've read like the cliff notes on it but it's like the top five regrets of the dying and oh. and like there are, it's like not spending as much time with my family not doing the not being true to myself but a big one is like not taking more risks like playing mm-hmm. it safe and like you avoid you you regret the things you don't do much more than the things you do 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 <laughs> yeah it's you like, said do do all right podcast <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> no keep it going i feel like we're on a roll now you regret the doo-doos no uh, <laughs> yeah don't regret your doo-doos everybody poops man no but it's like how many times have you been like oh i don't want to go to that party or i don't want to go to the gym or i don't want to do that and then you do it and you're like ah, you, you never walk out it. of being and like ah, i really wish i didn't do that yeah you rarely do you um but you'll wake up in the morning and be like i wish i went to that party you know mm. And you'll never know because the party's gone. Unless or, you yeah. can go back in time. What if? That's how I met my ex. I was at a party and yeah. I was so close to leaving. So close. Maybe you should have left. And then he walked in and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting old. Time's running out. <laughs> God, you're so dramatic. <laughs> you literally look like you're 25 years old. I'm not. How old are you? Tell us. 34. You're 34? Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that for you. I do. I love that for you. Wow, 34. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, right in that middle 30s. I still 30s? feel 24, though. You look it. I don't. But yeah, thank you do. You. I feel like I moved to LA at 24, and I still feel like I'm just run- Maybe that shows how much I, how little I've progressed in my life, but I still feel like I'm just like, a kid running around figuring it out. I think that's how everybody feels at every age. You know I what I mean? I think so, too. Yeah. I think I'm going to peak at like 40 though, 45. And then it's all downhill. Aesthetically. Not yeah. not emotionally or like that's <laughs> intellectually. A good, that's a good peak for this career. I just think that, yeah, I think that at 45, like watch out guys. You're going to be a <laughs> fox. Yeah. <laughs> you got a ways to go. Yeah. You know, getting there. Do you want gray hair? <clears throat> sure. Why not? I want it all. <laughs> I want all the hairs. I want... <laughs> 
I, I don't want my looks to fly away. I want them to grow roots. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like I want to have. To like age to perfection. Yeah. Like a fine wine or cheese. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. Um, well, like I my- would talk to you forever and go get McDonald's with you, but I have to drive to Newport. Yikes. Oh, what time is it? It's almost three. Oh, yeah. You should go like an hour ago. I mapped it. We're good. Okay. Um, do you have any parting words for our lovely listeners who've made it this far with us on our mm. ridiculous conversation? <laughs> Not really, guys. <laughs> Best wishes for Mr. Gerards. Okay. Well, all right. See you later. <laughs> Follow me at Kunami. <laughs> Bye, kids. Bye. Bye.